Let me just introduce myself. I'm fondly called by my fellow Breadcom Caloapan members as Pastor Kokoy. Um, uh, I am actually here in uh, response to the request, uh, request of uh, Pastor Abbott, who is now at Singapore uh, to preach the Word of God. And uh, let me just say it's been uh, quite a fun um, Sunday to see you all and uh, share God's Word with you. Um, for this specific afternoon, we'll be trying to understand how we could find hope amidst our proverbial storms in our lives. Filipinos are known by many countries as people who are very resilient. Tayo ro pong mga Pilipino ay kilala na matibay pagdating sa mga pagsubok. Siguro dahil na rin po sa lokasyon ng ating uh, bansa, uh, the Philippines is basically a tropical country. So, kadalasan tayo ay uh, sumasabong sa mga bagyo. Usually, yung mga record-breaking pa nga ng mga bagyo, kadalasan ang sumasampa sa atin every once in a while. But still, uh, we're still here and we are still uh, continuing to live our lives regardless of the storms that we face. But most of the time, tayo rin pong mga Pilipino, uh, hindi lang po mga literal na storms ang atin pong uh, sinasagupa. We are not exempted as Christians to face proverbial storms in our lives, meaning we face problems that we deal with every day. Um, we call storms in our lives things that happens to us that are usually unexpected, uncontrollable, or inevitable. Kadalasan po yun yung characteristics ng mga bagyo na dumaraan sa ating buhay. Uh, let me just share my testimony to you. Makailan lang po, um, if you were able to catch our testimony, my wife and I were able to visit uh, Redcom QC a few months ago, and we shared our testimony. Uh, I was uh, first diagnosed at around June 2019 of having uh, nodular goiter, which was preventing me to speak uh, comfortably. Para po sa isang pastor, napakahirap po na magkaroon po ng pagkakataon na uh, ikaw ay ma-restrain sa pagsasalita. But uh, I was able to put and fix my eyes on Jesus and uh, I tried to uh, rest upon uh, in faith in Him and I was able to undergo uh, various procedures to remove my swollen thyroid. But after that, akala ko tapos na. Uh, I thought that uh, our dilemma was finished. All of a sudden, my wife told me after my operation that she felt some swelling on her right thyroid. So, uh, I was conscious about her, uh, about her condition, so I asked the doctor, which uh, 
operated me and uh, halved her check. Uh, the only problem was that I was diagnosed uh, of having a benign swelling or cyst on my thyroid. But my wife was diagnosed with stage 1 papillary thyroid cancer. So I thought that everything was going smooth. Tapos na yung dilemma namin. Then all of a sudden, there is an unexpected move that uh, made us parang blindsided of what happened. So, makikita natin that usually these storms in our life, uh, our lives come unex unexpectedly. And we could see also that they are uncontrollable. We do not have control of these things that happen to us. And like what we have discussed, it is also inevitable. Hindi siya pwedeng iwasan. That's why here, we can relate to the story in the beginning of Acts chapter 27, specifically in verse 13 to 15. It tells us a story of Paul in the midst of his transfer to Rome. Here, he was being transferred in a ship going to um, Italy. When all of a sudden, there was a strong wind called the Euroclidon, uh, which is found in verse 15. It is called a temptuous headwind, which arose all of a sudden. Pero smooth sailing sila nung panahon na sila nagsasail during that journey. Then in verse 14, makikita na lang natin, biglang sumalubong sa kanila itong napakalakas na hangin. Itong sinasabi nating Euroclidon. So, what is Euroclidon? That in verse 15, mapapansin natin that uh, the moves of those um, sailors were just, uh, makikita natin, they were worried some about it. Let's just try to uh, understand first, uh, why were the sailors really afraid of this type of wind? Well, the Euroclidon is a cyclonic northeasterly wind which usually blows in the Mediterranean Sea, which is usually during the season between autumn and winter. Sa Pilipinas po, may counterpart ito. Ayan. Kasi akala natin, baka sa Europe lang nangyayari yan, or kaya sa East Asia. But in the Philippines, we also have this northeasterly wind or what we call monsoons that bring storms in our uh, in in our place we call this hanging amihan yeah during winter season so usually dati po nun, yung amihan hanging amihan medyo cold lang ang breeze niya pero before uh, that was before pero makikita natin uh, even now because of the i don't know kung marami pa rin sa inyong uh, pro or against climate change, the idea of climate change. Pero kung mapapansin natin, kadalasan yung amihan na rin, nagdadala na rin ng mga storms or bagyo sa atin. Just like what the Euroclidon is doing during this season. So, makikita natin that storms in our lives, just like the story of uh, Paul here during his journey, are what we call unexpected uncontrollable, and eventually inevitable. Pansinin naman po natin kadalasan on uh, how people react when they face storms in our lives. 
makikita natin dito in Acts chapter 27 verse 16 to 20, what were the reaction of the sailors? These are seasoned sailors that were facing this type of storm like uh, on a regular basis. So makikita natin dito that during the storms that they were facing, they were relying on their own instincts. They were relying on their own experiences and they were relying on their own skills. Let's look at chapter, six, uh, chapter 27, verse 16. It tells us there that their first instinct was they need to find shelter. And they found the shelter that they were looking for in an island called Clauda. So yun po yung kanilang ano eh, first reaction eh. Uh, they wanted to uh, go and uh, seek uh, uh, shelter uh, in a place called Clauda. Tapos mapapansin rin natin dito, out of their experience, they were also uh, able to secure the skiff. By the way, the skiff here is a small boat. Kung tatawagin natin sa mga, uh, mga cruise ships na uh, uh, currently ngayon na ginagawa, sila yung parang masasabi natin mga lifeboat na naka-standby sa tabi ng mga barko. Uh, now, this skiff was usually on the side of the ship. But because they were afraid of this type of wind that brings enormous storms, ang sabi po nila, bakit hindi natin ipasok itong ating lifeboat dito sa loob ng ating ship for it to be more secure. Aside from that, also their experience told them to also secure the whole ship by... How, how were they able to secure the whole ship? They tied cables from under to over. So they tried to put cables to undergird the ship so that the ship will be secured when the time comes that they would struck stones or rocks during those high tides. Another concern that they had was that they were fearing that they would run aground. Natatakot raw silang bumangga sa isang sandbar na kung tawagin nila the Sirtis Sands. Knowing that this type of sandbars are very much perilous. Bakit natin nasabing perilous? If we would see and try to understand the danger that brings uh, that's the citrus sand springs, makikita natin that the citrus sand is a sandbar uh, off the Gulf Coast of North Africa. It is considered to be fearsome during cross currents because of its huge boulders and long sandbars which extends miles out to sea. Isa sa mga kinakatakot ng mga sailors dito was that once you've caught inside the sandbars, a ship may either be destroyed by the rocks or you might get stranded on the sandbars that is miles and miles wide. That's why, hence, it is infamously known as the graveyard of ships. It, is also, ha it also has a disastrous reputation ev that even surpasses the Bermuda Triangle's record. 
Ganon po siya katinde. The ship taking Paul to Rome was one of the largest ship during those days. So if the ship was caught to the quicksand, in the quicksand of citrus, death was inevitable. Kaya ganun po na lang yung pag-aalala ng mga sailors na ito. The sailors had a very good reason to fear. So makikita mo natin dito that these sailors were experienced uh, during this time of storms. And also, we can see in verse 18 that they were also lightening their load. In verse 18, it says there that because they were, exceeding, they were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. That was also based on their experiences and skills as sailors. Kinakailangan nila mag-unload for them to prevent uh, from, uh, from the boat to sink. Also, in the third day, they threw a lot overboard by hand. So basically, makikita ho natin dito that people try to face storms in, our, uh, in their lives based on how they were able to, uh, to face it before, based on their instinct, based on their experiences, and based on their skills. But what does the Word of God say to us during these times? The, these times where our experiences are not enough. If our instincts are not enough and our skills are not enough in facing all of these storms that we face. Where does the Bible come in bringing us hope when the situation tells us that it is hopeless? Where can we find hope when hopelessness sinks in? We can find the answer in the succeeding verses in chapter 27. The first answer is found in verse 20. In verse 20, it tells us the situation of the sailors at that time. In verse 20, it says there that neither sun nor stars appeared for many days. That's how worse, or that's how the situation has gotten worse for the sailors during those time. There were no sun and no stars to look upon in those times that they were sailing. So, sasabihin natin, Pastor, what, how, how does it matter? You know, does it matter if uh, they need to see the stars or the sun when, when you're on a voyage on the sea? Well, ancient sailors back then rely on the sky in trying to see their direction. Makita po natin that the early sailors knew that the sun during daytime rises in where? The east. Diba? It rises on the east and sets where? On the west. Diba? That's why the sun rises in the Philippines and sets in the United States. So if they sail into the rising sun, they knew already where they were heading. They're heading where? East or eastward. If they turned to the right, putting the rising sun on their left side, they knew that they're heading where? West, right? So it's really important for them to know 
due to the movement of uh, the sun, the direction that they are going to. And at night time, for example, eh, wala nang araw. The ancient mariners back then also relied on the skies to navigate their direction. At night time, the ancient mariners steered their way by looking at the stars. They believe, uh, they, knew, uh, they knew that the North Star proved a stable marker for the Northern Hemisphere because the Earth's northern axis points to the North Celestial Pole. So it is very essential for an ancient sailor to know where the direction of the sun and the stars are so that they would know where they are going. But in this situation, in verse 20, if we go back to verse 20, we could see that there was no possibility for them to know where they are because they are facing uh, a sky that is totally pitch black by the storm. And this went on for not just one day, two days, but how many days? Many days. So, mapapansin natin dito, as we continue on in the latter part of verse 20, it says there that all of their skills, all of their experiences doesn't matter anymore because they don't know where they're going. That's why it says there in the latter part of verse 30, all hope that we would be saved has finally been given up. Upon realizing that, the sailors knew that they need to surrender to a much higher power. That's why if we as Christians face these types of storms in our lives where we cannot understand or we cannot search for the direction that we are going, we, can, we are able to receive hope during these storms in our lives if we consider and learn to surrender everything. Just like the sailors who have finally given up all of their experiences, all of their instincts, and all of their skills and tell that they have hope on the Lord. The second thing that we can understand that during this hopeless times, we can seek hope during our storms when we also learn to repent. In verse 21, it says there that, but after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them saying, what did Paul say? Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. So makikita natin dito that there has already been a warning given by Paul before the voyage even started. Paul had a vision that this journey was quite perilous. Sige nga, tignan natin. In verse 10 to 12, we can see in the uh, previous part of uh, chapter 27, there has already been there has already been what? A warning. It says there in chap uh, chapter 27 verse 10, I can see that our voyage is going to be a disastrous one and will bring great loss to ship and cargo and to our own lives as well. So as you can see, there, all, there was already a forewarning that Paul has given 
to both the centurion who is uh, um, having a responsibility to keep him and also to the pilot, the sailors who will control the ship. But what did they do? Did they heed the warning of Paul? No, they didn't. As you can see in verses 11 to 12, they still continued to pursue. They still continued to pursue the voyage. It tells us that there are some practical reasons why they continued to, uh, to press on their voyage. So, verse 11, it tells us that instead of listening to what Paul said, what did they do? They listened to the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship. Because this ship is actually not just a ship that will um, carry Paul to Rome, but also it is a cargo ship that will also deliver precious cargo. And also in verse 12, it tells, that, uh, it tells us that since the harbor was unsuitable to winter, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. So makikita ho natin, usually yung mga reasons natin behind things that uh, usually leads to disasters are sometimes petty. And we cannot outweigh the very uh, consequences that would happen if we continue to not listen to God's warning. But as we go on to verse 22, we can see that despite the storms that is being brought to us by our own disobedience, we can see that God's grace, God is still gracious to save us. It tells us in verse 22 that there was a promise that, give, that was given by Paul when he said there will be no loss of life. Regardless of the storm that they were facing, there was an assurance that God had told Paul that there will be no loss of life. But the problem is, there's a good news and a bad news. What is the bad news? But there will only be loss of material things, but only of the sheep or the ship. So usually, even though God is so gracious to save us from the storms that we ourselves are put into, sometimes God allows us to face the consequences so that the impact of this disobedience would still be on us. But you can still see that the very important thing here is that God has saved them. The material things are irregardless. But the lives of those people are much more important than all of these things. That's why we can say continually that God is still gracious towards us, regardless of our disobedience. As we continue on also in verses 23 to 26, it teaches us that during the times of our storms in our life, we can also receive hope when we learn to trust God. In Acts chapter 27, verse 23 to 26, it tells us that there has been a vision that Paul has seen. 
And this vision came, form, uh, came to a form of an angel that visited him during the night that they were still in the midst of the storm. In verse 23, it tells us that there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong to and said, what did the angel say? Do not be afraid. Can you imagine Paul being afraid? An apostle who have experienced a lot of nasty things during his ministry. But here in this time, God knew his heart. And he knew that this was a time that Paul was in fear. That is why he, the angel, addressed Paul as uh, and gave him a greeting that says, do not be afraid. As we continue on, it tells us in verse 24, Paul, it says there that you must be brought before Caesar, just like what the angel has promised before the previous verses, before the storm has even began. The angel of the Lord has secured and gave him the assurance that he will face Caesar in Rome. Maybe during this time, nakalimutan siguro ni Paul. During those times that he was facing the storm, he might be thinking, maybe God uh, changed his mind. Maybe this would be my time to face him and not, uh, not Caesar. But here again, the angel assured him that he will indeed face Caesar, knowingly saying that God is faithful in his promises. Another thing that is uh, quite worthy of mentioning in verse 25, it tells us as we continue on, it tells that, therefore, said the angel, take uh, um, after, actually after the the message or the greeting of uh, the angel, in verse 25, Paul was able to have the boldness to tell those men who was with him to say, take heart. It's like Paul here was experiencing fear, but was still boldly to tell his fellow uh, people who were inside that ship to take heart and believe in God. You might say, Pastor, parang it's like the blind leading the blind. A person who is fearing is also saying to other people who are fearing not to fear. But is that the case? Quite frankly, it's not that case of a blind person leading those blind people. But rather, Paul was able to experience during his time of fear the very hope that he has in God. That even though this hope that he has might be seen as little by those who have experienced tremendous storms in, her, in their lives, 
Paul was able to share that small hope that he has to those people who are also feeling fear just like himself. That, why, that is why in verse 25, he was able to boldly say, Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. That in verse 26, the promise is that they will indeed aground on a certain island. That they will be saved by, uh, that they will be saved by God himself. Another thing that we can learn during the times that we will also face storms in our life is that we as Christians would be able to receive hopes in our storms when we learn to pray. In Acts chapter 27, verses 27 to 29, we can see here that during this time of the longest storm that they were able to face. This was already the 14th day of the storm. The 14th night, they were already anxious. And during that midnight, in verse 27, the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some land. So instead of trying to be brave about it, what did they do? In verse 29, we can see that their fear grew even bigger. So what did they do in verse 29? They learned to drop the anchors on the stern and prayed to God that this, day, uh, this night would end and that the day will come. During our hopeless situations, usually we tend to first react on the things that we can do. But here, it should not be the case. During the storms in our life, we need to first seek God in prayer. Here, people might say that ito na yung pinaka last resort namin. That is why we're praying. But in a, Christian, uh, in a Christian's perspective, this should be the first thing that they should have done. They should have fallen to their knees, not just um, dropped the anchor, but they should have dropped their knees first and prayed to God. But regardless of whatever happened here, they were able to acknowledge that they need the help of the Lord in this time and in this situation. Another thing that we can look upon in this story as a way for us to receive the hope in our storms is that in verse 27, uh, verses 30 to 34, it teaches us that during these times, we need to learn to follow. We need to learn to follow. In verses 31, it tells us that Paul was giving instructions to the centurion soldiers and telling them what to do during this time. Makikita natin dito, Paul was the one who was, who was calling the shots. Paul was the one who was leading and telling all of these people who are 
to be considered symbols of authority. The centurion, the soldiers, and even the sailors who are taking command of the ship should be the one who should take the lead during this time. But here, they allowed Paul to lead them. That is why in verse 31, they were able to listen. When Paul said that uh, they need to stay on the ship, they stayed. In verse 33 also as well, Paul implored all of those people who are with him in the ship. He implored to them, take food because it was already the 14th day. So what were they doing? It was a cargo ship. You might say that there had been uh, during that time a, a, a sup large supply of food for them, but they weren't really uh, eating. Siguro naman sa ikalabing apat na araw na hindi nila pagkain, siguro meron ng hunger para sa kanila to eat food. But here, they continue not to eat food. Maybe some of them might be seasick during those times that they would uh, have difficulty trying to uh, put down the food. That might, that might be the case. But it would be safe to also understand that all of these people during this time were already anxious. They were already depressed. They were already uh, in despair for them to eat. That is why they were able to um, uh, extend for 14 days of not consuming food. So these people are already in despair. But here, they were able to listen to Paul because they have learned that Paul was indeed a man of God and that God was talking through him so that they would be able to receive salvation. They eventually followed Paul during this time. And in this situation, Paul didn't just say, follow me, out of nowhere. Paul gave them an assurance that if they continue to follow and believe on the things that he was saying, in verse 34, what was the promise? The promise is this, Therefore I urge you, take nourishment, for this is your survival, because the promise of the Lord for them is, not, not a hair will fall from their heads, which means that they will all be saved. Interestingly, as we continue on in verses 35 to 38, another thing that we can uh, rely on during our storms in our life in order for us to receive hope is that in the story, it teaches us that we need to learn how to serve. In verse 35, it tells us a very interesting situation where Paul here was doing something. In verse 35, it says there, he took bread, gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. Quite interestingly, 
I know some of you might be familiar with passages such as Matthew chapter 6 verse uh, Matthew chapter 26 verse 26 or Luke chapter 22 verse 19 and Acts chapter 2 verse 42 usually these are passages that tells us about the breaking of the bread the drinking of the wine basically what we're experiencing here in verses um, in verse 35 is a hint of Paul doing the Lord's Supper it was not just a basic dinner uh, that was being done by broken and despaired people this was actually the breaking of the bread just as found in Matthew chapter 26 verse 26 Luke chapter 22 verse 19 and Acts chapter 2 verse 42 what's the implication of this we believe that all of those who profess to be Christians are valid to receive the bread and the wine that is why there is a warning that was given by Paul saying that we should not partake of the body of Christ the blood of Christ if we are unworthy implore, implying that we should have a relationship with Christ Jesus when we partake the elements of the communion same thing here in verse 35 it tells us that during the storms Paul was able to share the gospel of Christ to those who are in the ship who him uh, who he was sharing the bread and the wine to the people as we can see here so the implication is that all of those who partook the bread during this supper have already received the gospel of Christ in their lives all of them have already the hope of Christ in them in verse 36 as you can see as well it tells us that because of this they were all encouraged again making the hint of the communion much more stronger that all of them have received hope in Christ Jesus so what was the implication in this that as Christians during our times of hopelessness during our times of storms in our lives we need to continually be faithful in serving our mandate in Christ Jesus that during our hopelessness we can continually share the hope that we have in Christ Jesus to those who are in despair who haven't received the hope yet we need to continue to serve Christ during our storms just like what Paul has done so what was the result in verse 38 they have already eaten and then what did they do they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea the very precious cargo that the 
uh, that the ship was carrying was thrown away. These are extra loads in their ship that were pulling them down, that is causing them to sink. That you can see here, basically, what is much more important for them now is their salvation. The hope that they have in Christ Jesus. That any material, material things that hinders them from uh, experiencing that hope and being strengthened by that hope has been removed. That is what it means to continually, to faithfully serve Christ. We need to focus on Christ more and throw away all of our extra baggages that prohibits us to focus on Christ. Another thing, so interestingly, noteworthy is found in Acts chapter 27, verse 39 to 41. As we continue on, it tells us that after that very day, they were able to see land. At first, did they, did, uh, they did not recognize it. But as they go further, they were able to see the land. They were able to let go of the anchors and drop the rudders, the ropes, and everything so that they would be able to settle on and go to that land. Quite interestingly, just a historical note, that land where Paul and the shipwreck crew uh, come across and uh, uh, ported was actually found in Malta. It is now called St. Paul's Bay. As you can see, the island of Malta is a small nation which is located at the center of the Mediterranean Sea in Europe. It lies just as uh, far as 93 kilometers south of Sicily, Italy, and in the southern Europe uh, part, which is roughly 300 kilometers north of the North African coast. Interestingly, the beach or the land where Paul landed, including the shipwreck crew, was named after Paul himself. It is now called St. Paul's Bay. St. Paul's Bay is a village located at the northern part of Malta along the northern coastline. Interestingly, the village was named after St. Paul's shipwreck. According to the Bible, he was shipwrecked on the island while traveling from Caesarea to Rome. Another interesting note here, uh, a fact, is that we, a lot of the settlers there, believe that Paul introduced Christianity to the Maltese. Hence, that is why the majority of the population in that area are all Christians until this day. Even in that situation, Paul used his shipwreckedness to share the gospel. As we can see there, Paul was able to continue to serve Christ during his storms. So as we summarize, how can we receive hope? 
just like Paul, during times that we face our storms, the storms in our life. Well, our hope comes from knowing that we, as Christians, need to learn to surrender. Surrender to the fact that we cannot do anything else for us to be saved. The more that we accept the fact that we cannot do anything during those hopeless situations in our lives, the more hope can be received. Another thing that we need to understand is that we can receive hope of salvation during our storms when we learn to repent. Repentance means acknowledging that we have fault, that we have uh, a say on the situation that we are facing, that we are also to be blamed during our times of storms, that we ourselves have caused. Knowing that, we can easily repent and ask God for forgiveness. Another thing that we need to understand in order for us to receive hope during our, during our storms is that we need to learn to trust God. Not to trust ourselves, not to trust anybody other than God. Another thing is that we need to also learn how to pray during the storms in our lives. Prayer is not an episode where things go out of hand and kneel before God because we cannot do anything. In the first sign of a problem that we face, we need to seek God's mighty power. As we can see also, during the times of our storms in our life, God's answer might not come as fast as we expect. So what could be our assurance during this time as we wait upon the Lord? Our assurance is found that during this, these times of storms in our life, we need to learn how to follow. While we wait for God's answer, we follow. We follow His word. We follow His commands. Just like a soldier who never questions God. Also, for us to be assured of our salvation during the times of storms, as we wait upon the Lord, we need to learn how to serve. I know it's hard. Sometimes... We go every Sunday knowing that there is something inside of us that's eating up our lives, our families. There's a health problem that we're facing. Marriages are in shambles. Our relationship with our children are not good. Every day we fall apart. These are the storms in our lives. But God is saying to us that we need to continue to serve Him during these storms as an assurance of our hope that we have in Him.
If you could see this summary is quite familiar. The message is quite familiar because the message is basically the gospel being applied in our lives. We receive salvation when we learn to surrender to God. We receive salvation when we learn to repent. We receive salvation when we learn to trust and when we learn to come to Him in prayer. We have assurance of our salvation when we learn to follow, when we learn to serve. It is the gospel that is being practiced in our daily lives as we face trials and tribulations. That is how the gospel affects the lives of every Christian. It is not just the salvation of the soul, but rather the comfort of the body during times of hopelessness. That's how great the gospel of Christ is. That is how, how encompassing the power of the gospel is. It changes not just the spirit, but the body and the soul itself. And at the end of the story in verses 42 to 44, their faith in Christ Jesus led them to receive the promise of salvation. As you can see in verse 42, the soldiers were already in the beach, but they were, what? They had plans to kill the prisoners, for they were afraid that they might escape. But in verse, uh, verse 43, what happened? Even though their mandate was to kill all of the prisoners during this time, their main concern was wanting to save Paul himself. As you can see, Paul here was saved indeed, just like the rest of them, just as God has promised, because they were able to trust in the Lord during these times of their storm. That's why in verse 44, everything began to fall under the promise of God as they all escaped safely to land. That is the promise of the Lord. As we continue to be faithful in trusting and serving Him during those hopeless storms in our lives. So what should be our response? What should be our response in this message today? The response should be found in Romans chapter, chapter 1, verse 16, it tells us, Paul reminds us that he is not ashamed of the gospel because it has the power of God that brings salvation to anyone who believes. The gospel of Christ was very present in the ministry of Paul not just in his speech, but also in his deeds, in his actions. 
That is why during these storms in his life, many have been saved. You too can experience the salvation, not just of our souls, which has already begun when we have received Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But his salvation continues to ring true during our life battles here on earth. During the struggles, the only thing that we need to do is that we need to learn how to surrender everything to God. Repent. And trust and pray and learn to follow and serve Christ. And just like Paul and those shipwrecked crew, we will be able to receive salvation. It is far beyond our understanding. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that in this time, we can have the confidence to rely on your power. That in the midst of our hopelessness, that continues to sink us to the bottom of despair. Your mighty hand continues to reach for us. Thank you, Lord God, that you will not allow a single strand of hair to fall upon our heads if it is not your will. Thank you for your powerful love for us. That during times that we face storms that we might even have caused by our disobedience towards you, your grace still rings true. Salamat, O Dios. Thank you, Lord God. Help us to have that boldness, just like Paul. That in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our tribulations, we can still be faithful in our mandate. We can still be bearers of hope. Help us, O oh Lord God. to be faithful in following and serving you through the storms in our lives. That no matter what happens, the most important thing is that we would be able to be partakers of your hope for others. Who have no hope. In this we pray in the loving name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.